Hey, thanks for tuning in. I'm Sharita, and this is Spaz. Hey, you guys. Welcome to Spaz, episode 10. This is going to be me talking about a recent experience that I was dealing with that led me into like some kind of like mind-blowing conclusions of me having like car problems and issues. You feel me? Being a woman having car issues led me into like a deeper fucking way of realization of being a single woman. I heard dealing with some shit. Um, and I just had a conversation with this random, um, one of my random coworkers and he just, his whole ends, his, what I told him and his input back just off of car problems, how deep the conversation got was just fucking wild. So I just kind of wanted to come on mic and share with y'all how deep that shit can get. So if you guys are interested, go ahead and continue to listen. Thanks. Okay, so like about a week and a half ago, your girl was experiencing like car issues. Um, pr- you know, previously, prior to that, I had realized in my car, mind you, I have a, a 2015 um, year date car. Um, so it's pretty new. My baby's only three years um, old. Her name is Billy Jean BJ. Call her Billy if you're nasty or Miss Jean. Whatever, it don't matter. She a bad bitch. She's the main bitch in my life right now. But anywho, BJ was Lincoln. And I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, where I live my apartments, I allow my company, if I can find a good park, I'll let my company park into my slot because it's kind of hard to find parking, right? And so I'm just thinking when I would come out to my car and pull off and go to work, I would see like a little bit of linking on the um, ground, but I just knew that it wasn't my car. Oh no, my brand new car, it can't be Lincoln. And I'm actually pretty decent with my oil changes and shit like that. And that's the only thing that I'm really familiar with as far as like linking oil, oil links and coolant. That's all I've ever dealt with um, so far. And um, anywho, and so I didn't get out and look at the color or anything like that. And I'm always in a rush. Like I'm constantly always in a rush to hurry up and get to work. I'm always running late. So I was just kind of getting the car and look at him like, okay, what the fuck? Like maybe that was such and such a car last night or that can't be my car. Keep it pushing. So then maybe like some days go by and I realized that my car was like pulling. Like it felt like it was kind of like a struggle to like exhilarate if I'm even using the right word, um, you know, for my car to get going. But I didn't think nothing of it. And if y'all know me, I'm kind of a careless driver. I'm really working on that. I'm trying to get better. I've gotten a lot better, but I'm just very, I'm a girl. I'm again, I get in the car, I put gas in it, I turn my, my fucking key and I drive. That's just what I do. That's what I believe to do and that's what it is, right? And so that's what I was doing. And so uh, last weekend, yeah, about a week ago, um, I popped up with one of my girls. She lives out in Oakland. I'm calling her and, you know, some stuff had popped off. And I was like, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to pop up. I'm on my way. By this time I get in my car and when I'm reversing, I feel it like really, really pulling, like kind of like going against me. And honestly, I'm so sorry, BJ. I should have listened and I should have known like, okay, something's wrong. But I did kind of get an input and I was like, let me go check all of my, um, my fluids in my car to make sure it's good. And that I can even drive to, you know, to the town. You know, so I went on ahead and I pulled up to my little local um, Speedy. And I'm thinking to myself, like, let me have them check my fluids because I just felt something wrong. So I pull up to the guy. He pops my hood. He checks my fluid. I'm thinking, like, uh, I need a, um, I eventually need a tune up. 
That's what I'm thinking because I've had a tune-up. I've only gotten oil changes, and that's literally the only service I've got. Like, you know, tires, oil change, rotation, and shit like that. And so I'm like, okay, I might need me a little tune-up. When I get there, he's like, oh, no, because I got about, like, 74,000 on my um, miles of my car. I put them all on there. I'm so excited about that. But anywho, um, he goes on to say, like, you don't need a tune-up. You feel me? Like, you you got about up into, like, 100,000 to go. So I'm juiced. Like, okay, because it's going to save me some money. I don't need it. But you know what, sir? I'm trying to make it down to Oakland. Um, I have an emergency. Do you think that my car will make it? It's kind of driving weird. It's kind of pulling. You know, I'm explaining this to this man. He took a pop your head and take a look. He looks. He's like, you about like a quarter long or oil. You know what I mean? But I'll go ahead and put a little oil in there for you. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with your car. You'll make it there just fine. Um, you know, I'm not worried about it. So I'm instantly like, okay, well, sir, are you sure? He's looking at me. And um, I think nothing of that question. He's like, yeah, I've been doing this for a long time. Kind of a little laugh, like a little playful laugh. I'm like, okay, you know, my bad. I don't want to, you know, make it seem like I'm stepping over your feet. Like, you don't know what you're doing. I'm just, I don't know what I'm doing. You feel I me? Mean? So I just want to make sure I'm doing whatever this is, you know, right. So I go about my way. What I notice is, well, actually, no, I'm going to get to that later. And so I drive out to Oakland, you know, normal. I would normally drive. Um, and I'm a speeder. And so I felt bad because I was driving Billy, very normal, you know, our normal ride. Swiping our music would be going. I'm turning my radio down here and there. So I can kind of hear, you know, um, if my car is making any funny sounds or anything like that. And it wasn't. So I get down there to Oakland. On my way to Oakland, I call my uncle. Like, hey, Unc, you know, I ain't seen my uncle in a minute. Um, I got some things going on with my family to where I just wanted to see him. I just wanted to make sure that he was okay. He looked well and so forth. So I call him like, hey, I'm about to be in the town. You know, like, are you near? Are you available? He's like, yeah, niece, I'm near. I'm sure I'm glad that you called me because I have this going on, blah, 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 with his, with his car. I'm like, okay, well, I'm, a, um, I'm going to my girl's house. I'm going to sit there for a minute. Then I'll come and see about you. He's like, okay, blah, blah, blah. Time goes on. Me and my girl and her daughter go get my uncle. My uncle run me over there to Berkeley. So I take it from Oakland to Berkeley. He does what he has to do there. Um, we leave and we go back to the town. When I get to the town, my car is like really acting up at this point. Like I got off the freeway. Um, it wasn't really acting up on the freeway. It acted up like right when we got off. Thank God. Thank God. So it's like barely wanting to like go further. Like I'm trying to push the, the gas. It's not going anywhere. So I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's a lot going on. My friend's daughter in the back talking. Um, she talking. She got some shit going on in her own shit, in her own life. My uncle back there talking and, you know, my uncle ain't got no sense. He just going on and on about, you know, what she doing and he mad at his bitch and all this, all this. It's just too much going on for me. So imagine how I'm feeling. There's all this at once and I'm hella irritable. And so I'm instantly like, everybody need to be quiet. Like I can care less. I need to listen to my car. Something's going on and I need to make it back to Stockton. Stockton, if you guys are not from California or you're not in the Valley area, anything of that nature, Stockton's like a solid, maybe like 45 to an hour away from um, Oakland. And with the way my car is going, it feels like it's going to shut off. So I'm like, fuck, I know I can't afford to tow this shit back. Um, I can't find my insurance information to like call them and see if I have any kind of a coverage. I can do this. I'm going to see why I wouldn't. I got full coverage. All this is going down. I pull it to this little oil shop. They look at it, whatever. He tells me there's a leak. I'm like, oh, okay. Long story short, I my uncle's put, he puts fluid in my car. I make it back to Stockton by the grace of God. Take them home, make it to Stockton, park my car. The week goes on. My 
follow up on Billy. She's good. She was fixed. Thank God. One of my girl's father is a mechanic um, that I completely forgot about. He had her up and running in no time. So I'm extremely grateful. Shout out to my girl, Neri, you know, and her pops. And so I'm really, really grateful for y'all. Neri don't even listen to the podcast, but yo, girl, I shouted you out. Anywho. So I was bringing all this up to my coworker today. I know I just said a lot, but so what? I got time this fast. So who really gives a fuck? And you got time to listen if you're still here with me. So I pull, you know, I go to my job with my coworker. I'm telling him all this shit. And I was like, you know, it just sucks because I don't understand like how to keep up with my fluids and what I'm supposed to do. You know, I'm a girl. I don't really get it. And, um, you know, and blah, blah, blah. He's like, well, I mean, you know, I said, how, how about you? Do you know? You know, I kind of ask guys here and there about what's going on with the car. My dad is not a mechanic. He's not as knowledgeable. He just knows the basic. I don't really have anybody as a guy that can, you know, advise me and tell me what's going on, which led the conversation of what I'm about to get into. And so we start talking about how guys, you know, I'm not the only girl that's just as, you know, lost and confused. And that's kind of a girl thing and bozzy blase and whoopie whoop whoop whoop. I'm like, yeah, okay. So it's making me kind of feel better. But then we got to talking um, and then he goes to ask me, he was like, well, you know, when you was in a relationship, like, you know, you feel me? Like, did your dude, like, you know, see about your car? And I said, the only thing I know how to do is put gas in my car and go about my way. And no, he didn't. And so then he goes on to say, like, man, like, you know, my ex-girlfriend, you feel me? Like, every time I got in her car, there was no gas. Like, she just didn't pump gas. So I had to put gas in her car every time, I, you know, you know, whenever she needed gas, she would leave it on E and just expect me to put the gas in her car. She would like, you know give me the keys and I will go drive my car while she drives mine and I'm putting gas in the car, maintenance, tires, whatever the case may be. I'm like, well, damn, ain't that nice? I never had that before. And so he's looking at me like, damn, I ever? I said, no, not really. I said, you know, and so it made me think when I got to talking to him, I said, well, damn, I'm hella independent and I am, you know, like, and it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to be independent, but at the level as, as to where I'm independent is what made me think. So I told him, I said, you know, I said, I think that sometimes, you know, it's kind of a cultural thing because us sisters, we finna get up and go get it done. Well, I mean, you know, I'm not going to discriminate against all the women out there who are very independent, who do it on their own. Shout out to y'all as well. But I can only speak on my personal experience. I'm, of course, I'm speaking as a black girl because, hey, newsflash, I'm black. And so I'm telling him, like, you know, as sisters, we're just very independent on that kind of a nature because I don't want to depend on anybody to do nothing. And I was telling him, like, you know, it makes me feel really, really guilty to ask a guy to help me out and to go do A, B, C, and D. I kind of rather a guy just kind of offer it or ask to come take my keys. I've never experienced that. And I'm for sure ain't going to ask you. Like, I, I feel guilty. Like, I don't, you know, I basically think like, well, I don't want him to go pay for my car to go get fixed or to go do A, B, C, and D. Or do I give him the money to go get it fixed? Or is that something that he's supposed to take care of? Or how do I go about it? You know what I'm saying? It's, to me, it's actually sad that I even have to, to think like that that I don't even know how to go about the situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't really know how to depend. In other words, I don't know how to depend on a guy. You know what I'm saying? Because a guy's never made himself dependable, you know, um, for me. You know what I'm saying? I never, you know, anytime I needed new tires, it wasn't like I could sit back and be like, hey, babe, like, can you take my car to go get new tires? And, you know, here go the money. Or I, I never had that comfortability feeling. Or maybe he'll look at me like, nah, it's good, babe. Take my car to work. And you got to, you know, take my car to work and I got y'all take your car to get some new tires, you know, and I'll see how much it is. And if I need the money, I'm going to holler at you or him just do it out of his his own pockets because he wants his girl riding safe on the roads. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't experience that. 
And it made me think like, damn, is this a cultural thing? So I started kind of breaking down things by the culture. My coworker is Mexican. And so he goes on to say like how he will, you know, be the one to to do A, B. Like, you know, he's picking up the girl. Like she she going grocery shopping. He's getting out the car to make sure. I mean, he's um, coming out the house to make sure he picked up the groceries. I've always carried my groceries in by myself. Like with a nigga, without a nigga, single, unsingle, whatever. I've always carried my groceries in by myself. It's to the point to where now I won't even like, I mean, it's to the point where I never even ask. I don't even expect for you to come out and to carry the groceries. And at the time, um, a, a couple of times I would ask, you know, my ex, a couple of my exes, like, hey, can you like help me with the groceries? And either they're not available to do it. They bitch and complain and don't want to do it. Or it just was a no go. You know what I'm saying? Carrying down my laundry, doing my laundry. He was saying like, nah, like my girl never. Mind you, he's a young guy too. He's a young, he's very, very young. He got to be like 24. He's like, no, nah. I'm like my girl ain't carrying no loads of laundry. And they got kids. He's like, you know, she's a mother of my kids. Like, why would I have her do that? And so when he said that, she's a mother of my kids. Why would I even have her do that? It made me think of all the single moms that I know, or even the moms who are in a relationship with they dudes. And they do, they still do that shit by themselves. And of course, the majority of the girls that comes to my mind are black women. And as much as I love y'all brothers, oh my God, if you guys know me, I love you guys. I love you dearly. I never want to taint a black man's image. I never want to make it seem like my black man ain't strong and the ones and that they're not kings or anything like that. And so I felt really bad telling this man this because it's kind of making niggas look bad, right? The black man looks very bad at this point. But I was like, this is just what it is like. I have been told, like, there has been times where I've came home and was like, dang, like, I'm stressed. I got to do A, B, C, and D. My car's, you know, going through this or I have this as an issue. Any kind of an issue and I'm in a relationship or I have a partner or whatever the case may be and I'm telling them this, I have literally been told, like, oh, well, damn, like, what you about to do? Like, you about to figure that out? Or they'll, this my, um, I had an ex who would particularly, like, make an excuse or tell me what he had to go do. Like, oh, I have to go do A or I, I, I still got to go pay this or that. So that's kind of letting me know he didn't want to do it for me. Um, he wouldn't make it happen for me. Well, he would have made it happen for other people, though. But he wouldn't make it happen for me or anything like that. So when you get that so often, you don't want to ask no more. You feel me? So I can be real life struggling. I'm talking about really struggling or really unknowledgeable in my I can't say, I don't know if maybe, maybe it was pride. Like I just wouldn't ask because I just expected like this nigga ain't going to do shit for me. So why ask him? Let me go figure it out. Um, And I don't have a lot of guys, um, like young guys I'm really close with in my family. The only cousin I have, shout out to Mark, which is in Oklahoma. He'll be the one that I would call like and ask him about car issues and stuff. And if he don't know, he would take it to at least one of his boys that do know. Well, he's not near and so I don't, I don't have that benefit. And so I'm telling my coworker this. He's like, damn, that's kind of sad. Like, that's embarrassing. Like, why is that? Why don't these, why, how come man ain't doing this kind of stuff for you? I think that's kind of natural. And it brought me to the conclusion. I said, well, he said, my dad is the one who looks at my car. I said, see, you grew up with a father in your house. You grew up with a father that showed you what it is like to be a man. You know what I'm saying? You grew up with a father and your mother who your dad probably was, you know, getting out, pumping the gas or bringing in the groceries or, you know, um, taking care of things. If something's going on with the car, he's going to get it done. He's carrying things in. He's doing all of this stuff. You know, he's doing a man's duties. He's providing. I said a lot of black men didn't, wasn't raised with their father. And so what they seen was a strong ass woman, their mom, their black mom, (laughs) provide and make everything happen and so therefore 
they sit back and they think that a black woman should automatically be just as strong. We're going to get it done. And to be 100 with you, we are going to get it done. But I wish motherfuckers knew that we tired. You know what I'm saying? Like, that we're truly, truly tired. That we truly do want that partnership. We do want to depend on our men. We do want you guys to step in and go take care of things and handle business. I don't want to have no worry. I don't want to have a worry like, oh, my God, I'm stressed. It's now. I should be able to be like, you know what? I'm not worried about that. Such and such is going to get to that, you know, when he get to the house. Or I'm going to just wait till he come over and he's going to see about that. He'll get that taken care of. And I should do that without even thinking like, oh, my God, like, I don't want to bother him. Or, oh, my God, like, I don't want to ask him. Like, what if he ain't got the money? Like, oh, can he? What if he can't? What if? I don't want it to be no what if. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure it's a lot of women out here that don't want it to be a what if. It should just be this is what it is. I wish a man would just kind of scold us like, hey, like, why didn't you come holler at me about this? Or I would have did this or, hey, you ain't got no business underneath that hood. Changing a tire. I remember one time I needed a, ch- a tire change and I don't know how to change a tire. You guys, my boy, my ex-boyfriend at the time sat in the car while I went out and got somebody to come change a tire or um, um, to ch- change a tire. He knows how to change a tire really well. Like him tell it. He's all into that. He's all into that. It wouldn't even this didn't think to do it for me. Like didn't want to. Didn't want to is the only thing I can, you know, conclude to or jumper cables needing to jump, you know, little things like that. So then he got to, he, we got to, you know, as further as going and talking to, oh my God, I'm looking at him and the way when I'm telling him all this stuff on what brothers ain't out here doing, the look on his face, you guys, he was so shocked. I'm talking about like genuinely shocked. Like, damn. He said, I don't understand. Like, why not though? Like, why aren't they doing this? And it it really hit me like, damn, you're doing this and it's natural to you to do it. And you looking at me like I'm confused because it's natural for me to not depend on anybody to do it. It's natural for me to go figure it out. Or it's natural for me to go ask a bunch of questions, piece it together and figure it out by myself. You know what I'm saying? I don't really, I, I can't, clearly I can't depend on you to do it or any, you know, to, so I, I'm going to go get this done. And so it just made me, it's amazing how that conversation got that deep like that, but it definitely did. And I just, you know, it sucks. It really sucks when you really sit back and look at the full picture. Sometimes I'm like, well, damn, maybe I should date on my race and get me a motherfucking little, you know, Latin dude or a little white boy or something, you know, come over here and, and be the man that that I want him to be like, you know, be that provider or just make me know, no worries, make me feel comfortable and comforted. Um, but I just can't, I cannot give up on my Kings. I can't, there's so, there's too much power in a pure black family. I refuse to not experience it. I don't, I just, I just can't, I'm not attracted to it. You know what I'm saying? But it just, it definitely puts things into real perspective when you sit back and you're having a conversation with the whole other race, especially as a man, and the way he was looking at me, y'all, he was looking at me like that's a fucking shame. You know what I'm saying? We got I'm talking about we got down to the conversation led on to like parenting because like I said, he has two children. And so I was telling him like, no, nah, like, you know, for us, like, you know, you out there and mind you, for his girl, he did everything for his ex-girl, did everything for her. I said, girl, I mean, I said, nigga, you know, I know some some friends of mine who can ask their the baby daddy, the father of their children, the father of their children for a pack of Pampers. Because a baby running low, their baby is running low. He would tell her, like, I mean, you know, you need to figure that out. You feel me? Because you got some child support. You got, I mean, your child support came in. And the child support, maybe, I don't know, $50, $100 out here a week. 
And so if you're doing this, go with 100 a week. That's four weeks in a month. That's $400 in child support. You think that that really helps your baby mom out? Like, do you think that helps your baby mom out and her rent is a solid maybe $1,300, $1,400? That baby is pissing and eating. Maybe she don't breastfeed. So that milk, that Similac milk or whatever, Infamil, whatever the babies are eating now, um, you know, that costs money by the door. You know what I'm saying? You think that they give a damn about your little punk ass $400 if they're even getting that. Hopefully they're getting more. I mean, I don't know, you know, the averages of what they can what they can get, you know, when it comes to child support. But I'm talking about the response. Oh, I don't know. You feel me? Go ahead and figure that out. You better go ahead and figure that out. Or, oh, I mean, shit, what you what you going to do? That's what we hear on the regular. When we come to our men with an issue, instead of them having and providing a solution, a lot of our men is looking at us like, figure that out because you're going to come up with a solution. Or they're waiting for us to come up with a solution. They don't even try. They don't even attempt. They don't even attempt, you feel me? Because they know we're going to make it happen. And so I wonder, like, well, damn, should we stop making it happen and let you guys actually lead the way and not come up with the solution and see what kind of things y'all can come up with? But at the same time, we can't take that risk. Because what if you don't come up with a solution and now we suffering? You know what I'm saying? And so it's, it, it's, it's a pro and a con of that. That right there is why black women are so strong and resilient to where I swear to God, we'll walk through fire and still come out with a plan in the middle, our baby on our hip, keeping it pushing and dragging you along the way. If we love you enough, you know what I'm saying? Walking through this fire. You feel me? We getting by instead of us getting carried on your back, me holding my baby on your back and you getting this through. You know what I'm saying? It just made me, it made me really think. And it just is like, wow, like. I'm not sure if that's culturally or is it just, you know, hey, he's a good guy and some niggas just ain't good guys, you know, because I mean, every race got they fuck us. I'm not just going to put it on my brothers. But like I said, I only can relate and think about it in a matter, you know, in the mind of a black woman. So, of course, I'm thinking about a black man while I'm, you know, evaluating the situation. But it just that was amazing to me on how that it, it was something that was so natural to him. I'm talking about so natural and I'm looking at him and I'm completely uncomfortable and I don't know if that's just me as a woman like I remember we were at a bar um drinking and you know I had Uber there to the bar and me and the same co-worker me and him were real cool we went to have a drink at the bar and he was like and I Ubered there because we had drinks prior and I was like I ain't driving drunk we ain't doing that he's telling me like hey like actual little friend can he come you know come through get you woo 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 and I was like, no, I can literally be broke and be like, nah, we got to find another way. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm fucking this dude. I'm fucking this dude, though. It's like, well, why am I so uncomfortable asking, you know, and we having sex. I'm uncomfortable to still ask you to come pick me up. But I'm giving you my, my whole ass body, though, this whole temple. And I still have remorse or I'm still ashamed or prideful to even ask you like, hey, can you do this, this, and that? I mean, don't get me wrong. The average girl is not like that. The average girl would probably be like, nah, like, girl, um, pussy ain't free. Like, you know, he needs to be coming out the pocket, feeding you and doing all this, this, and that. I don't think like that. And I wonder, me not thinking like that, is that harming me? You know what I'm saying? In a way, like, am I missing out or am I coming off to be too independent to where now, you know what I'm saying? He don't want to offer me to go, you know, feed me because he just knows I'm going to feed myself. You know what I'm saying? Or 
he don't want to offer to, you know, pick me up an Uber. He know I'm going out. He pays for my Uber to get me out and, you know, pay for me and my girls to go or something of that nature because he knows I'm going to take care of it because that's just what I'm coming off as. And I don't mean to come off like that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not too sure if that's something I need, I need to reevaluate or, you know, women who are like me, who are very self-efficient, like, do they need to reevaluate that? You know what I'm saying? Is, is what, what are we doing that's wrong? And what can we be doing that's right? Or is it just the choice of dudes that we are coming across? I'm sorry, y'all. I'm going to be hopping in the shower in a minute. Anywho, is it the you know, choice of dudes that we're coming across that's making it this way? I wonder, am I the only girl who thinks like that? Who be like sitting back, you know, dealing with things by themselves because they too, I don't know, prideful to ask their dude or they're afraid that the dude don't know how to make it happen or that he can't afford to make it happen. And so you don't want to make him uncomfortable and put him in that kind of a situation. You know what I'm saying? Because we're so busy on protecting the black man's image. You know what I'm saying? There's a D.L. Hughley has said that in, in, in an interview. And I've actually seen this happen in real life where in the Breakfast Club interview, where he was talking about how he knew somebody who the girl, you know, would give her man the money to pay for the bill because she didn't want to embarrass him. I've seen that happen in real life. You know what I'm saying? I've literally seen a girl. First of all, you know, you guys are a real couple, real ass power couple. You guys are a partnership. And this is what y'all doing. If she decides to pay for her and her man, that shouldn't even be a problem. You feel me? If that's what she got to do, she got to hold him down because he is a provider. Any other time, you know, he does what he has to do. He's just kind of down and out right now. There is nothing wrong with the woman going in her own pocketbook, her own purse. And pouring, um, I sound like my sister in pocketbook. But going in her own wallet and paying for this meal. Because, you know, feed her and her man. What is it? Hey, it'd be like that. It happens. But for the most part... I'm talking about like the woman who's want to take her man out, but doesn't want to embarrass the fact that her man's unemployed, not working, or he does work and he's just not giving her no money. And she, the one that's, you know, doing the breadwinner or whatever the case may be. So for her to protect his image, she going to go ahead and give him the money before they get to the restaurant and allow him to play. And she going to sit there and play the whole last role. You know what I mean? Or the girl that's going to the, um, going to get the oil changed by herself, her man and he in the house, he sleep. You know, that was definitely my situation. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 I, and I didn't think I let it slide. You know, I didn't, I didn't really, you know, question that. But it makes me feel bad. Like, damn, maybe I should speak on that. Like, maybe I should next, you know, moving forward, that it should be something that it's like, no, I'm not, I'm not, letting, I'm not letting this happen. Like, this, this is not going to happen. Like, we're not doing this. I don't know, you know, because it's just, it's surreal. But I just, it blew my mind to just see how natural it was for him to say certain things that he has done, you know, as a man, and he's way younger. He's like six years younger than me, making all this shit happen for him and his girl and their two kids versus me, you know, no kids, just me, you know, and this dude or whatever case may be. And he ain't making shit happen. And I'm, I'm low-key afraid to ask him to make it happen. You know what I'm saying? But I've seen him make it happen for everybody else, you know, make it happen for the girls and the family and everything else or partners or whatever the case may be but I'm sitting back you know and, and like I said it really comes down to this there were times where I would ask and it would just get shut down or an excuse was provided to me that shit is ill all this conversation jumped off by me asking him how do I change my brake fluid <laughs> ain't that a trip that's some shit my nigga that's all I got for y'all though I don't know what kind of a gym you're going to get out of that. If there's even a gym to be found there. I'm not really trying to come with y'all every week with a damn gym. Like I'm some gym doctor. Like I know what the hell I'm talking about. I just be talking, bitch. This is fast.